listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Are you ready for an amazing journey through the world of terrible accents and stereotypes? And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? The Indiana Jones Trilogy. Indiana Jones. Da, 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 da. Yes. Oi, cut, Kyle. Wait. Before we get I really hear here. A, a voice. A <laughs> laughing voice. 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 We have a special guest. We have a special guest joining us for the Indiana Jones Trilogy Review. The wonderful Sarah is with us. Say hi, Sarah. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I am actually doing quite well. How are you? Well, that's good. Sarah... Why the hell should we listen to you? <laughs> Why the hell should you listen to me? That That's is our... an excellent question, James. I wonder that a lot when you're talking to me. Oh, <laughs> oh bird. <laughs> I happen to love the Indiana Jones movies. Yes. For a lot of reasons, but mostly because I actually went to college for anthropology. I've worked on a little bit of archaeology Ooh. sites, mm-hmm. although it was not my thing. And I even worked <laughs> in an anthropology department after college for a while. And he makes what I used to do look sexy and cool in a way that does not exist in the real world. <laughs> so it's like him and the TV show Bones made what we did look cool. And the reality is nowhere near as glamorous as either of those. But it's still got a deep connection to me with that, you know, coolest possible version of what you used to do. Excellent. Wow. Very I, cool. I did not know that. Sarah works with us, right? Sarah does work with us. Or else and, it would have uh, been a pretty hardcore slam to just come on the podcast and diss you out <laughs> I know. But I, I like to think that Sarah is among one of our biggest fans as well, right? I yes. believe so. I think I am yes. not quite a completist. I have skipped. <laughs> but the only episodes I've skipped are ones about movies I haven't seen. Mm, because makes sense. I, I have them saved in my podcast archive so that when I eventually see those movies, I can listen to the podcast and find out what y'all thought. Excellent. Very good. And, and much like some of our other guests, we've been wanting to have Sarah on for a number of weeks now, right? Yes, Kyle? I would say that Sarah has been silently the driving force behind our inception of the podcast. Okay. From the very beginning, she was giving us tips and hints and listening, and was one of the first people to write an iTunes review on iTunes. I think I was the first one. You were I? the first one. Right. And uh, yeah, so we had all that going for us. Sarah's an avid podcast listener and uh what are we are we in your top 10 yeah of course you okay are. good yes, yes. All right, she only go. listens to 10 podcasts <laughs> yes all right i listen to more than 10 okay podcasts. excellent so we, we cracked the the, the list you but did which is hard to do here we are we made it indiana jones i love these movies the trilogy, the trilogy of films that is Indiana Jones. I believe the one thing the listeners should probably know <laughs> is that before we decided to record this, we agreed we are not discussing The Crystal Skull because it is not an Indiana Jones movie. We are not discussing Correct. it. So I did re-watch the first three movies to prepare for this. It Thank was you. a few Excellent. weeks ago because our taping was delayed a little, so it's not fresh anymore. <laughs> but the only preparation I did on Crystal Skull was to watch the Honest Trailers to refresh myself on why it is an oh. Indiana Jones movie. Okay, so before we don't discuss Crystal Skull at all, I must say, I went and saw it opening weekend because, <laughs> as an avid Indiana Jones fan, I wanted to see the newest Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. And the main failure of that film is that it just is not an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. That's the problem. And it looks like garbage. Looks like absolute garbage. Oh my gosh, right? Like worst CGI. It's 100% terrible garbage. And sad. What's with the little like groundhog things? Yeah. 
Ratatouille. I don't know. It was terrible. My, my memories of Indiana Jones are <laughs> untainted. And do, we have to address the elephant in the room as well. Mm. Not just Crystal Skull, but the recent announcement that there will be a fifth yeah. movie, Kyle. I don't what know the what fuck are they doing, it. Sarah? I don't know. You know, I am reassured that Harrison Ford is in it. Uh-huh. I am reassured that the hat has not been passed mm. because... To shine the Yeah, because <laughs> that was a bad choice someone made. Um, right. I'm trying to be optimistic because I want another good Indiana Jones movie. And I feel like Star Wars kind of cracked that formula recently. And since they're vaguely connected in terms of, you know, people involved with them, I'm hoping that maybe they can crack making a good new Indiana Jones movie. I feel like he's got to die. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He doesn't die in the trilogy. But I feel like he has to die martyring himself for, like, the, the... aspects of what he does you know they're digging up things from mm-hmm. millions of years ago he's got to go down and become that <laughs> that next billions millions no. <laughs> maybe they're not even real sometimes but he's got to go down and become the next big mystery somebody digs him up and goes is this in a billion million years from now i feel like that's how it has to end that is like he's got to every... die protecting the secret you know like being excavated later is like every paleontologist and archaeologist's <laughs> life dream. So that would be the most fulfilling thing that could happen to him is if he got buried at a site and then was like found later and was a confusing, like out of place fossil or That's whatever. That's awesome. Although what do you I, think? If, I mean, I know, I hope you guys are just joking because that would be wildly out of tone. <laughs> for the, I mean, the Indiana Jones celebrates the fact that he escaped everything. That's true. And right? The movie would take such a completely awkward disturbing tone if he perished at some point. The bad guys die and the and you know sort of assistants die and stuff like that in service to Indiana Jones. But yeah. oh boy, to have to have oof, that would be how would you deal with that? I don't know. So let's talk about right. the films. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's get we're hitting the trilogy. We don't have a lot of time. We're gonna yeah. do them all. So we're gonna start <laughs> at where you would start, which is in 1981. A pet project by George Lucas to avoid the heart attacks caused by Star Wars. The literal heart attacks he incurred in making the first Star Wars. He wanted to do something fun. He wanted to do something else. We have, boom, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So this comes out. It's that pulpy kind of serialized comic style adventure, action adventure uh, with this iconic character, Indiana Jones. Probably the dumbest name for a hero in history, and yet it's so wonderful. It's it's classic. Yeah, and it's a great like name story, right? Mm -hmm. That um, Indiana was the name of George Lucas's dog. (laughs) Yes. And they wanted what was the name they wanted to use? Was it Smith? Uh, Something very generic. Yeah, and (laughs) Spielberg right said that he didn't like that, and they changed it to Jones, Mm -hmm. and so it was still meant to be like a very vague last name, and a dog's first name. Uh-huh. Anybody can be Indiana Jones. I did not know that it was named after a dog. Yeah. But you remember in the third, third film, in the, the Crusade, we named you after the dog. That's Indiana. a good impression. Jesus. Junior. Well, you do like a Bond record. I know, right? <laughs> Just for the accent. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Talk. Sorry. Pretty funny. Tell us about Raiders Start of us the Lost Talk. Oh First of all, oh, you know what? Before we even hit Raiders... Let's rank the films. Yes. Let's get our ranks, so then when we get to them, we have some meat and potatoes 
to talk about you. Meat and potatoes to talk about. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, we'll start with you since you're our guest. Give us your rundown. What sits atop the Great Pyramid of Indiana Jones? Okay, so I think Raiders is the best movie. Okay. Great. And then I think Last Crusade uh-huh. and Temple of Doom is a distant third. Oh, distant it's in everybody's third. bottom. Although we'll get there. Fuck. Because I've thought about it. Okay. Right, we'll talk about it. You want my rankings? Yes. You want my rankings? Of course I want your rankings. Here are my rankings. Kyle, number one. Kyle Sarah, excuse me. <laughs> number one is The Last Crusade. Oh, interesting. Number two, close behind, is the Temple of Doom. Oh, and then nice. last, last but not least, <laughs> last but not least, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Why do I put Raiders of the Lost Ark last? This yeah. is a little teaser. Because I just don't have that many memories of it. I saw it oh. a long time ago, and it's the one I've watched the least. Mm. And so it's not ranked last because it sucks, because it doesn't. Yeah. It's just because the other two are, are deeply sort of seated in my brain. Kyle, your rankings. Uh, I prepared a lot for this. Um, well, obviously, well, research podcast. I don't know. I if I'm just doing it by my gut, it's three, one, two. It's Crusade, Raiders, and Temple of Doom. But all of them are like on the same level because I love them all, and I think they all are unique in how the the tone and kind of the sub genre they're representing. They all have mm-hmm. a really interesting. Uh, setting really interesting plot um and i like the darker tone of temple of doom i know that the general consensus is most people do not like temple of doom at all but i thought it was uh i thought it was really awesome there's some really amazing scenes in there some terror it obviously was not for the uh children to be watching <laughs> and i think people go back and they have that those goggles and they're like oh but that's so it's gross and you know we shouldn't be showing our kids well you sh- no, they Too should bad. not. Yeah. He's murdering Nazis in the first film. People getting chopped up by planes. Oh my gosh, right? Yes. So, at any rate. Yeah. So I'd go 312. So let's start with Raiders. Sarah, it's your top ranked film. What do you love most about Raiders? I love that it just flows really well. It goes away. It goes by fast. It's a long mm-hmm. movie. But when I rewatched it, it went by much faster than the other two did. Interesting. And I really, I, I really like sort of introductions and world building and things. So I think just like stepping into the world is normally a favorite thing for me. And I do just think it has the tone and everything that the other two movies sort of try to follow, but it has them a little bit better. Excellent. Excellent. What about you? Well, it's your second ranked film. Again, I'm I'm about as prepared. I'm only slightly more prepared for this podcast than Kyle is. <laughs> At least I have my lucky podcast pencil here, and I have a note. Anyway, I I um I don't have much to say about it to be honest with you guys. Eh, to be honest, but I have a cool factoid for you about my own personal life. You ready? Yeah. I watched. Raiders of the Lost Ark. The last time I watched it was two years ago, and I watched it at a field station in the Amazon jungle. Whoa. Whoa. So I was watching a fictionalized version of the Amazon, and you know, they're savages running down Indiana Jones and chasing after them and all that stuff, but I was in the Amazon jungle. Yeah. How do you like that? that That's pretty epic. cool. Interesting, right? Um, again, I don't remember much about it. In fact, I remember as, uh, as a little kid catching it sort of towards the end more than anything else, and not really... Um, as a little kid, understanding how the how the end fit with the beginning, because I would catch oh, it in yeah. chunks, you know. Yeah. So I apologize, everybody, 
Fuck me. I'm really ready to talk about Temple of Doom. Let's do that, because I think that's actually the most interesting one to talk about, it, right? It is. So I'll, I'll hit Raiders yeah, really quick, because, yeah. I mean, it was the first one I saw. I watched them in order um, when I went back and saw them. And it exemplifies itself from when I went to Disney World and I saw the live action spectacle that they put together with all the stunts and everything. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. They do like the whole big stunt show and whatnot. Um, And what came through in that film was something that I wasn't seeing in other movies at the time when I was a kid, which was that really gritty realism, people falling down. It was dusty. It looked hot. There was running, sweating, and it really was too, right? Right. My favorite thing about Raiders, just in terms of like you know movie history, is the the scene with the swordsman. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. that was a hard movie to shoot, and you know, like one of the most iconic things Indiana Jones ever does, right? Is Mm -hmm. done literally because Harrison Ford had dysentery and could not stand long enough to shoot the epic sword battle they meant to do. So they ended up going with this, like, slightly dirty, slightly nasty, like, just, you know, shooting someone. Yeah, pretty much the whole cast was in food poisoning dilemma, so they just impromptu decided to shoot him, and it becomes almost like the Han shoots first at Greedo situation. It exemplifies his character and just shows how resourceful and, like, ahead he is, and he is going to cheat death in all situations <laughs> this yeah. master swordsman everything he's prepared he knows what he's getting into he's been doing this for a long time so nothing exemplified adventure like indiana jones when i watched it that being said when i've gone back and watched it countless times since the first time i saw it it's really interesting because the supernatural aspects of it that many people thought from kingdom of the crystal skull were stupid yeah. are still there yeah and oh, yeah. It's how it's presented, and it's how it's kept a mystery, and it's how that's not the focus of the story. That mysticism can be there, and it can still be a part of the story and a big driving force behind it, the quest for knowledge that we can't know and moving around and trying to get as close as we can. And uh, and I just thought it was so wonderful, so nuanced and and really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that you brought up that scene because I have memories of when Indy shoots that guy. It was the first time when I was a little kid that an adult introduced me to sort of did you know style trivia, you know? Because as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, what you see on the screen is just, that's it, like that's all they did. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't know the intricacies of editing and the effort, you just think that that's, everything they did is, is presented for me right there. Yeah. I'm privy to everything. And I remember adults telling me, do you know that originally he was supposed to fight and he just decided to say, fucking shoot the guy in that. <laughs> and I thought to myself as a little kid, wow, that's, that's, that's really, that's messing with my head a little bit here. He didn't follow direction. like, yeah. And yet the scene works wonderfully. I love Harrison Ford's expression. We just turns away. It's sort of like an exasperated, like, oh, enough of this right. shit. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's brilliant. And I love the, like, it's just another day in his life, the look um, on his face in that moment. Like, yes. it's another day in my life. There's a crazy swordsman trying to kill me in, like, a market in Cairo. So I'm just going to shoot him and, like, walk away like nothing happened. Yeah. The, the other thing about it that I really appreciate is it's a very awesome example of how good George Lucas can be at screenwriting when I guess there's not the weight of the world behind him. It was the beginning of something. He wrote this really fun, bouncy script. It's playful. It's not to be taken seriously at times. 
and at other times it can be taken seriously. It's almost like a, a big overblown painting or idea of a situation or like a memory. You think back on it so there's things are embellished, the adventure is embellished um, and you see that in flashbacks later on and in the other movies as well. So the, yeah. the embellishment of the adventure, it's always like the most awesome things that could be going on and the, the most coincidental things, but it's never forced. Like the bad date scene I think about when that goes on. <laughs> he tosses in the air and catches it right before it goes in his mouth and you're like, whoa! Cheats <laughs> death once again and, and goes through that. So I really like the, the nuanced writing and the character that Harrison Ford and the whole team put together is so well-realized and so well-rounded and very human. Fails in a lot of situations, has irrational fears of snakes, yeah. and he's a crazy adventurer. It's not like he just tears a snake in half and eats it like some <laughs> CIA agent or something. He's scared of snakes, and that's hilarious because he's like in all these snakes and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did I say snakes enough? Uh, snakes. We're moving on. Why did it have to be snakes? All right, Temple of Doom. Junior. When in doubt, fall back on that too. Temple of Doom, Sarah, you ready to move on? I am very ready to All move right. on. All right, you had Temple of Doom ranked what? Last? Yes, I did. By a long shot. By a long shot. But I had it ranked second, almost number one. Second is almost number one. It is almost number one. <laughs> anyway, in that's fact. an inside joke. Don't worry about it. Uh, you may hear a little bit more about that later. But, Temple of Doom, Sarah, take it away. So... In rewatching Temple of Doom, I actually figured out, I think, why I don't like it and why a lot of people don't like it, which is that it does not feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Bullshit! It is not an Indiana <laughs> Jones movie, and I am sorry, James, that you disagree, but it actually reminds me when I was watching it, and I realized that there is something more complicated going on because this movie was made later, but you know the live-action Scooby-Doo? Yes. There is a lot of overlap in like tone and shooting style and everything, especially the long scene in the mine. Is wow. Like, not like that long section underground. Very in interesting. Movie. It reminded me, <laughs> having not watched Temple of Doom in a really long time, because I don't like it very much, so I just watched the other two. Are you trying um, to say that Scooby-Doo <laughs> went back in time and influenced the Temple of Doom? No, I actually think that Scooby-Doo might have been influenced by the Temple yeah, of right, Doom. I'm, I'm not a big believer in time travel. Um, <laughs> I'm also not a big believer in any of the other weird things that happens in the Indiana Jones movie. Time travel doesn't, but... Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't know we'd be linking Scooby-Doo and Indiana Jones today, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know, that gang gets in a lot of mischief... And in a lot of pickles where they magically get out of situations pretty easily, too, with the help of some Scooby snacks and some very odd fears and faults in all their characters. Well, I don't think Shaggy ever ripped some guy's heart out or macheted a bridge because those scenes, to me, are what make Temple of Doom awesome, Kyle. And they Sarah. are. They are awesome. Yeah. I, 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 can I talk about Temple of Doom a little yeah, bit? And, and defend why I think it's awesome? It... When I think of Indiana Jones, and this is maybe just because um, I'm not old enough to have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. Uh, I don't think I saw Temple of Doom in the theater. I would have been a little too young. But it was my first exposure to Indiana Jones, if you could, if you could imagine it being released on TV and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I watched these movies out of order. Like, I probably watched Temple of Doom first. So that established my baseline of Indiana Jones. There you go. And the, to me, some of the set pieces of Temple of Doom are awesome they are yeah. and I would reenact them with my brothers and sisters we've talked about this in the whole mm -hmm. <clears throat> slinging the whip around pretending that we were cutting bridges in half and having people 
fall to their deaths into an alligator pit. Uh, we reenacted the ripping of somebody's heart out, and it's like, Shumdalee, Shumdalee, Shumdalee. The listeners are not, the, the listeners are not appreciating the quality <laughs> of the reenactment that was going on across yeah, see, the We really need a video show. Like, oh, man. there was some really high quality reenacting there of like motion and everything from the movie. I can tell that you've watched it a lot. No, I have, and, and including the... Oh, the fucking heart bursts into flame, doesn't it? Cool stuff. The guy's alive <laughs> looking at his own heart. Yeah, no, it is cool stuff. And then he gets loaded into a, a pit of flame, right? Pit of and flame. And he comes up. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he a, dies. Is there a skeleton <laughs> in the cage when it gets, when it gets raised yeah, back up or is he gone? Yeah, right? Or it's just like, you know, I can't remember. I felt like there was something left. I don't know if it's a whole skeleton. I know. Maybe his diaper. Or like what? rags or something. <laughs> rags hanging on it or whatever. Yeah, anyway, another another iconic set piece in that movie is is yes, the coal car chase scene. Which is right? cool. Which inspired so many fucking amusement park rides, right? Yeah. And video games and it's a trope. And I can you know? and awesome. if, as being an advocate for all things animation, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch that scene. About eighty percent of the minecart scene are claymation figures with really? stop yeah. motion, and when you watch it and you go frame by frame, it's amazing because they are clay figures on screen. But you are so in the world, and it's so well done, like all other animation of that era, that it's so seamless and tricks you. But if you pause it, it's so unbelievably a claymation minecart with this silly, dopey Indiana Jones in it, and his eyes are like too big for his head and stuff. But <laughs> When you are in the moment, I sw- it's so amazing because it's just there and you're on for the ride and it is wonderful. Those movies are like an ode to practical effects. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you something. Which is the failure of the Crystal Skull almost yes. entirely and making since it feel Sarah's, not like Indiana Jones. Sarah, since you had this movie ranked so low, give us some of the low the low points for you. Like I said, for me... Get into specifics. Oh my gosh. It's all about the tone for me. Because in rewatching yeah. it, I decided it's not a bad movie. It's just not a good Indiana Jones movie. It is different. It's a lot yeah. slower. It's a, it's a slow burner, too. I really don't like the woman in it. I will... That yes. drives me up the wall. You mean Spielberg's wife? What? <laughs> yeah, they got married after that. Well, I I, I'm very glad you said that because I'm going to piggyback. Can I piggy? Please As we said in the podcast? Take a piggy. You said that a couple podcasts. You can podcasts. pay Junior. <laughs> You're the Junior. Um, this is actually true. <laughs> the, uh, the, I, junior. I remember being, again, watching this as a little kid, and you, your worldview is informed. You just you watch things and whatnot. Yeah. But I remember having adults in my life complain about the woman character. And yes, say things like, she only got the role because she was doing this, that, and the other thing with Spielberg and blah, blah, blah. And uh, how she's such a... a a worthless piece of shit that just yells and screams and cries Andy Andy the whole time and as a little kid I didn't have an opinion on the girl to me she was just the lady she was just a damsel of the movie that needed rescuing by Indy so fine but when you hear other adults when they see these ideas in your head suddenly someone who is completely benign or just part of the story to you a woman it becomes annoying as shit and she she just Andy 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 and she's there to show off her stuff what an annoying yeah right yeah how do you feel about the sidekick, Shorty? I love Shorty. You like Short Round? Yeah, I do. I like Short Round. See, I like he Short Round, too. Or a Yankee hat. Yeah. I almost wish that he could have gone on to be in another movie. Yeah. Wow. And it's he... unfortunate I can do a stereotypical accent of Sean Connery, rounds. but I can't do a Short Round I think impression that's actually probably not a bad without thing. Without 
Well, you know. Sarah, since you love the character so much, you want to give it a shot, short round? No. There's some overt uh, differences between the Sean Connery impression and the short round impression. Yeah, I'm... we uh, might get brought up on racism charges if we... Anyway. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. It is a very racist character. Yeah, yeah it is. Do, that movie is full of a lot of really offensive racist oh, yeah. and sexist tropes, Especially right? Especially like, Temple of Doom. Yeah. are just... Like, the other movies are a little less just disgusting in terms of culture and stuff, right? And, like, the cannibal voodoo people living in the mountains. Just yeah. like, oh, we'll just invent these people because that seems like an indigenous thing. We'll throw them in here. Cannibals, voodoo, drink blood, you know, and all that. Swarthy monkey brain eating Right, eat the monkey brains. Oh, my God. <laughs> even the scene in Shanghai in the beginning is just oh, terrible. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there is no break from terrible, like, racist tropes in that movie. Mm-hmm. And sexist. And yep. sexist. Thank you for throwing that in, James. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a feminist. I know you are. So when we yes. look at it like that, <laughs> it is kind of <laughs> shitty that it does that. Um, yeah. But it's a fun movie. It is fun. And, you know, the, the glitz and glam, the images that are up there and everything, all looks really cool. That, like you said, the ending is really awesome, the, the spectacle of it all. But as you mentioned before, it is different. It does have that slower feel. It's got the much more build-up towards the end and, uh, and lots of dip, more darker imagery and things that I don't think people were expecting after Raiders. And I think that's where the initial criticism started to come from. All right, yeah. last, last two points I had for it is number one, I love the way Indy looks at the end of the movie because he is sweating oh. like crazy. His, his clothes are reduced to like rags. His hand is bandaged up. He's got the machete. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really beat down. He's probably bloody and whatnot. So that's to me an iconic image of Indiana Jones. The, towards the end, he's gone through hell. You yeah. know, he's been slammed against the rock face by the bridge. He's fought the guy on the ladder. He almost had his heart ripped out. Remember you, that? You get the impression the day, the that, that this just isn't business as usual, like in Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Some parts. This is all new ground, That's and it's scary, and the stakes are high. Yeah. And the second thing I wanted to ask you guys was this: Were you ever, as a kid, like flying around your bicycle, and if something was about to sort of, uh, if if you came upon, I don't know, in, in my neighborhood, we had things that you, you hit say. your head, like, yeah. yeah, like maybe a, a piece of the playground, like monkey bars or something, were kind of low. So you'd intentionally ride your bike under him and duck, and you'd pretend you were on the cause, right? Of course. And, like, you were riding the horse, and your hat comes... I can't remember how many times I've dropped something, and I've, like, rolled and reached back for it. It was like, yeah, Indiana Jones, <laughs> under the wall, you know? California Jones. Okay, so, yeah, that exists, my friend. I'll find that footage, and I'll, I'll link it somewhere right. after I find it, uh, wherever right. it's buried. So before we go on to the third one, we talked about the pros and cons of Temple of Doom. Right. Um, what about the cons of Raiders? Are there any cons with Raiders? What's hmm. what's bad about Raiders? Something's got to be bad. Yeah. Can't make a flawless piece of art, right? This one's, this is a, this is a few, Sarah. Oh, it's for me? Yeah, for anyone. I feel like uh, someone who rated it low should start with the cons. I, that, but, I, fuck me, I'm, yeah, not, I know pre- I'm not prepared. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, cons, Raiders. We, we got nothing here. Um... The first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, it drags just, a little at the end. There's like the sort of long, extended like chase from like getting out of the site up to the cars, and then you get to the city, and then they're on the submarine, and then right. on the boat, and it's and a then, lot of exposition where you could 
pick one of those things and yeah. then boom, they're there and yeah. problem solved. I was rewatching it, I'd forgotten how long they spend like in that segment of the movie that mm -hmm. maybe is not my favorite part actually. And I think that that gets refined and done really well in The Last Crusade, the journey yeah. aspect of it yes. with no, no fat on it. Um, but something about Raiders, the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about something that was wrong with Raiders is just the fallback on the, the bad Nazi thing, you know, and, yeah. and just going there. Of course, of course, Nazis want the Ark of the Covenant. Why wouldn't they? Oh, yes, Ark of the Covenant, yes. <laughs> of course they would. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like the, uh, where would you go? You know, you have Indiana Jones, and who is he going to go after? Nazis. Nazis. Okay, yeah. Nazis. that's fine. We'll go Nazis. That's cool. Halloween needs a bad guy. Nazis. Right. Star Wars needs bad, bad guys. Nazis. <laughs> Tarantino needs a bad guy. Nazis. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can kind of kill as many Nazis as you want, and nobody really cares. Yeah, there's no stakes to it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, he's just killing these people and like senseless murder, and there's there's no purpose for it because yeah. we've been desensitized to that, <laughs> and yeah. it's culturally desensitized anyway. Which is actually horrible. Right. But... <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Yeah. moving forward, let's talk Last Crusade. You ranked it number one. Yes. I ranked it number one. You ranked it number two. Number two behind Raiders. Yeah. So um, let's start with number two. Where does it fall short of the Raiders pedestal? Yeah. So I'm thinking about what the best way to sort of explain what I don't like about it is. <laughs> I think some of it is the familiarity thing, just like y'all had with your movies. That I have watched uh, Raiders a lot more than I've watched The Last Crusade. I also I think. I think it gets a little too explicitly Christian to me at parts. Like, I can kind of live with the vague Judeo-Christian Ark of the Covenant <laughs> right. thing in Raiders, but it just, it gets a little, like, Christian mysticism, mm -hmm. like, people living for, like, a thousand years. And it makes it real. It, yeah, and it does. It puts it there, and they're saying this is real in our universe and this is what's happening. There's no more of the the sort of powers that might be behind yeah. it, you know? Like, what was in the Ark? Well, we all know what we think was in the Ark, but we don't know what the hell was in the Ark. Yeah. It flew out and melted people's faces and blew up their heads <laughs> and everything. But he's holding the cup of Christ and yeah. the knight is there protecting it and everything. So it does have that really implied religious aspect to it. That is for sure. Yeah. yeah. What an excellent point. I never thought about that. I always was so caught up in the 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 hype of the adventure and I like yeah. the way the story unfolds and I like yeah. the I like the piecing together the clues and the, the sort of Yeah. I love the clues. Scavenger hunt style to me of this movie was handled beautifully. You know? And I love the father son yeah. relationship in it, right? Oh, it's they great. do an amazing job of like setting up a failed father son relationship mm -hmm. and coming up with like the only thing, right? That could bring them together, right. save their relationship, like, and it does, and that is a wonderfully told story. Yeah, and how about that solid intro with uh, River Phoenix <laughs> as young Indiana Jones? It belongs in, in a museum. museum, and he cuts his chin with the whip to uh, explain the ever-present Harrison Ford scar he got from his car accident. Nice. Everybody yeah. was like, "What's with the scar?" And they're like, "Oh." Uh, Nothing. There so was I guess time where we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll write it in. So that was kind of cool, just like the dog thing. But yeah. 
Yeah, I love that that intro bit and segging it into the. Uh, he's back all these years later. He's still the professor at the university. That's wonderful. And those are some of my favorite scenes. Actually, always the scenes at the university. They're kind of throwaways. Oh yeah. But again, I think I because I like discovered it through being an anthropology major and caring about the stuff like. The image that you know your professor could be Indiana yeah. Jones, or that you could be, Indiana and it's like Jones. his secret, his legacy, his hidden piece that maybe one day somebody will unlock, and they'll be like, "Holy crap! My history professor in college was this crazy guy who did Killed all this stuff, Nazis. killed more Nazis every day, whip, <laughs> like a whip yielding fucking adventuring." Yeah. Is is this the movie where the girl student had written on her eyelids, "I love you"? And she slowly blinked. Isn't that the first movie? Is that the first movie? I think that's in the Shit. intro of the first movie. But the scenes are so scene. similar in yeah. my head, right? The scenes are almost the same. And it's the same, like, all of his female students throwing themselves at him. Oh. Which has some, like, moral interesting points, especially given the time period that it's set in. Mm. Just because, you know, eh. But, um... <laughs> it does. Well, you know. I always thought that would be the coolest thing to have a student do that. To be honest with you. <laughs> of the appropriate age, right? Like, there I mean, is, it would. It would I, if you're a student, there is no appropriate age. <laughs> That's true, actually. I do abide by that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, th- I still think it'd be cool. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 that's your feelings with a lot of movies where you're like, wow, that was cool. And was it good? No, it sucked, but it was cool. But <laughs> 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 seeing a lot of that. Yeah, okay, right. so. So I'm going to take over Crusade here for a okay, minute, go for just it. because I rank it so highly as well. And I have to start this by saying, over time, Connery has worn me down to the bone. Of all the movies that I see and everything I read about him and hear him say and stuff, the mystery and majesty of Sean Connery is like gone for me. But I remember the first few times that I watched this and how special and wonderful it was that I like hold on to that. Because when I watch it now, I'm just like, you jerk. <laughs> That's all I think about. <laughs> and, I just get, oh. and I get lost in that. And I think about the James Bond films and how I used to love the first couple of Bond films because they were so classic. And then now I watch them and I'm like, what a misogynistic asshole. <laughs> it's like, wow. That's where my mind goes now. But the first couple of times were very special. The relationship, the acting is incredibly wonderful. Uh, nobody else could play Indiana Jones' father. I just, I just can't think of anybody else that could have slotted in there that would have been so perfectly suited yeah. for that role. which makes sense, because when they were thinking about the character Indiana Jones, they thought about Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery's Bond is something oh. that was... Yeah, when Lucas wrote the character and when he's working with Spielberg, that was someone they had in mind, was Sean Connery's Bond, right? Uh-huh. And so it's great that they brought him in, because he was the natural... Right. Like, Besides, the accent's a little weird. Yeah. They never really... The accent's a little weird. They never really explain, like, I assume that his dad is an immigrant or something, but it's never, like, really explained why his dad has this, like, really, really strong accent and Indiana Jones has nothing at all, right? Yeah. Like, even when he's a kid. That's a good point. I didn't think about that one bit. Yeah, because I had my uh, parents' accent till I was, like, in middle school, verging into high school. Wait, what? You did what? And my parents, um, my parents are English. Yeah, but you had a British accent at one yeah, point. Yeah, I have some videos. Oh. Sometime I can give you of me. I can have, you like, fake a, a British accent right now just for fun? You know, the funny thing is, I actually can't, um, because <laughs> I got rid of it deliberately because I was getting bullied for it. Oh. And so there's like a mental block in my head that I can't fake it when I'm 
around British people and especially when I go to England it starts to come back it takes a little bit but I do start to get my accent back and I'm sure if I moved there I'd get most of it back but I can't that's super sad do it code switching Kyle I hate that oh my god I love code if I talk like Sean Connery from now on do you think people will bully me this becomes no it becomes a Sean Connery (laughs) podcast And then I will leave. <laughs> yeah, you can have your own podcast. All right, I got some highlights. You ready? You guys ready? Yes. yes. Last crusade. Um, first of all, the motorcycle <laughs> chase. Oh my gosh! Right. You have no idea how badly after that I wanted to be riding my bike. See, a lot of my Indiana Jones memories sort of um, bring back good memories of childhood. And put the sidecar on it. And no, and stick a stick in somebody's fucking <laughs> spokes. And make him go flying because when Indiana Jones did that to the bad guy, remember he stuck yep. the. I was like, genius! That would absolutely do that. They'd go end over end. I, I never got a chance to do it. Oh, but you didn't. The okay. motorcycle chase scene is great, and yes, Connery in the sidecar is very funny and all that stuff. Um, I thought the meeting. I remember being a little kid and thinking the meeting Hitler scene where he autographs oh, his yeah. book was. That's pretty funny. Was actually, pretty, was pretty clever. Right? Yeah, it was clever. Really clever, and it was a good realization that they needed to do something with Nazis instead of just shoot them and have them be evil. Yeah, and they had to actually like formulate something that was going on yeah. and, and link it to the plot pretty well. I also feel like there's a little more differentiation in that movie between like the like low level Nazis who are just like doing their job. And people higher up the chain and then throwing in Hitler throws, at least to me, because I think about these things, like the moral universe that like, you know, this is the bad Nazi. Like, there's Nazis in there that are not good people, but, you know, Mm -hmm. are nowhere near as bad. And it makes me think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Connery wasn't a good person. He was like, worst dad of the year award for every year running (laughs) in his life. So, yeah, it, it puts that in perspective. It's like the weighing of what they're doing and I think that they come to realize that too at the end like we gotta let this go you know they they find everything they unlock the secrets and it's like it's not worth it you know mm-hmm. we're not gonna go crazy over this and run after the ultimate power like the Nazis were we're better than this we're different so yeah. let's that's go that's a really good point yeah. alright last, last thing I had a really strong memory of this movie was um, again this is 1989 right 1989 Sure. Yeah, that's when it came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> picture, if you will. We've done Damn, that wasn't that long ago. We've done this a couple of times on the podcast, right? Picture, if you will, a young James. Picture, if yeah. you will. You know, some right around 11 years old watching hey, this movie. Hey, I'm James. I'm from- Go play baseball. <laughs> Yankees, what? <laughs> All right. Oh and when yeah, I, s- I can picture it vividly. <laughs> Remember, my voice did not sound like that. <laughs> You're going to do 11-year-old James. Do 30-plus-year-old James. Okay. Same voice. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the woman that double crosses Indy. Mm. I I remember watching this movie, and I thought that woman was hot. She is. Like you, when you when you when you reflect back, you you remember like your your first feelings of wow, that's an attractive human being. Like, uh, uh, whoa, what? Like, you know, like uh, before before the you adapt, you sort of develop attraction in that level, if you know what I mean. People are just people in movies, right? They're either jerks yeah. or they're heroes or they're villains, whatever, right? And I looked at that woman, I was like, God damn, she is hot, you know? <laughs> and when she double-crossed Indy, I was so pissed off because I felt betrayed, you know? <laughs> so, you know, she, you know, worked well, like, the, the, at least oh, on an 11-year-old kid. She is <laughs> such a good character, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to, you know, I personally, my heart beats more for Marion, but 
right? but, but pausing that, she is the most like self-actualized, functional human yeah. like, woman, definitely in the series, right? Uh -huh. She really is Indiana Jones's sort of equal in a lot of ways, uh -huh. in a way that nobody else that he really has dealt with, especially women, is. And I love that about her, even if she's double-crossy and complicated. And, and how about her bitter end? Yeah. Right? She goes, oh. she's, she has it all. She's like bested him, and she won't give it up. That's what killed me about it too. You gotta imagine. Again, He's, imagine. He wants her. He's like, yeah. no, I, I want to save you, even though he knows that she's terrible. Oh my god, I was so what a complicated situation for eleven year old James. I was like, I I really <laughs> fell in love with you because you're hot, you know, very base sort of level of attraction, yeah. and then you double cross Indy. So now I hate you, but then Indy wants to save you, so I want to save you. But God, you can't overcome your own fucking greed. Yeah. You got it all, lady, and you could have had James. Anyway, um, I'm sure she will deeply regret when she listens to this. Oh, podcast she will. You could have had this. You could have. You could have had James. <laughs> Backwards Yankee at all. <laughs> okay. Not the, not the Indiana Jones hat. So right. so so, Crusade is great. I think that they figured out the the adventure yeah. aspect, the mystery aspect, the action set pieces, the boat chases, all the practical oh. effects and everything. They borrowed so much from the Bond series, so much from uh, all the good action adventure um, yeah. flicks that come at that time. They had a wonderful father-son adventure, good relationships, good characters involved in this. Some nice throwbacks to earlier films. It was like a perfect sequel to, to make and also yeah. standalone. Because it does stand alone. You could watch that movie and you would get a ton out of it and you wouldn't need anything else. And that's actually true for all three movies. Which yeah. Is really, yeah. Uh, it's a big achievement in a trilogy that feels unified, that feels like mm -hmm. it's telling a bigger story, but they all do stand alone in an amazing way. And to link this to the Star Wars trilogy as well, since we're talking about Lucas, that's something really awesome that Star Wars and this uh, Indiana Jones trilogy does, is each film takes place very far apart from the other films. Tons of things have happened and developments have happened, enough so that he puts the scrawl up on the screen to tell you what the hell went on. He's like, here, I'll catch you up to speed. You don't have to go back and watch the other film. You can be right here, right now, pick this up, have a great time with this wonderful romp through the sci-fi universe or through the fantasy realism of this archaeological endeavor. Archaeology used very loosely. Archaeology in quotation marks <laughs> is very, very right. <laughs> so, so that was really great about all those films. You know what I, and my final comment about the trilogy is going to be this. Mm -hmm. Here's the power of Indiana Jones for you before they started fucking up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the power of Indiana Jones. A lot of people have come, come around and tried to imitate and the, the, the greatest example I have of this is the Brendan Fraser mummy movies, uh, which in my opinion are fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, I don't, like they, they tried so hard to, and that's what happens when you try to artificially hype something up and pump hype into it, when you're, in effect, you're just duplicating or you're just biting off of something that already did it way better. Now I must say, the first mummy film I enjoy and I see that they exactly want it to be Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. They've created no iconic character in Brendan Fraser, but I still enjoyed that first film when I watch it purely as a fun experience. I saw it too much as a copycat. What do you think, Sarah? I'm with James. Yes! Although <laughs> it, I have, is, it is absolutely a copycat. I have a soft spot sure. in my heart for Laura Croft, which is another mm, Indiana Jones ripoff. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, like, that is something that I really enjoyed, even if it is very much a ripoff in all of her cultural forms. Um, yeah. 
how can we not enjoy Lara Croft? I like the spookiness of the mummy that you know Indy doesn't really bring to to the table, except in Temple of Doom. But the uh, the kind of horror genre blend of it, and there's some good comedy and there's some really amazing set pieces in it and everything. It's one of those films where I'm like, objectively, is a great movie. It's slightly above average, but it was really fun for me to watch for the first time, and it does recapture some of that uh, some of that adventure that this started. But it's no replacement. Yeah. It's no supplement. They tried this. to cram so much garbage down our throat. Scorpion King and all right. that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it just goes downhill after that. Nothing yeah. is as iconic as Indy's whip, his hat, his his confidence, his cockiness, yeah. everything about him. Is there anything wrong with Crusade? I, I liked. I really liked Sarah's comment. Next time I go back and watch it, you know, being the militant atheist that I am, I'm gonna be like, "This fucking bullshit. Yeah. This cup and this, this shit never happened. <laughs> yeah, shit never not, happened." Yeah, there's no alternate explanation, right? That's the problem with it. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people enjoy that. I'm trying to think about what it is besides that, because I'm sure I don't like it for other reasons. That's just the thing that's top of mind. But I think that is like the thing that bugs me the most, weirdly. Yeah, and you know, and then when the they introduce aliens, everybody goes, "Wow, no, yeah. the aliens are stupid." I'm like, "Well, is it more uh, <laughs> unbelievable than you know the stories we have from history yeah. about the, the, organized the, religion?" The, the shitty-looking mug that gives you eternal life. <laughs> yeah, in principle, I would take aliens over um, the Holy Grail. It, in execution, there is a big difference. But aliens, it's also the, the, just a much better premise for, you know, an archaeologist, an anthropologist. Right. Because anthropologists tend to view religions and things through the lens mm-hmm. of studying them. And so I find it really hard to imagine that Indiana Jones, like, does Indiana Jones moment. 5, the Shroud of Turin. Oh dear. <laughs> and oh, they could, dear. you know. Sorry for cutting you off. You could have used. You could have used that the religious aspect of it to unlock so many secrets yeah. and ask questions about it and pose questions to people like, do we want to know if there's awesome power or do we just want to, you know, let it be and have the live and let live aspect? They could have done a lot without being like, oh, and here's the guy and he drank the water and. It's yeah, all there, good, because Jesus, you know? Yeah, there could have been more mystery, right? <laughs> right. The, there could have been... I'm sure there's a way you could have done it where there was mystery as to why the Grail works uh-huh. in a deeper way. Because in Ark of the Covenant and, um, yeah, in Raiders, like, there is some mystery. I am not convinced that the Ark of the Covenant has anything to do... Like, the power in the Ark has anything to do with the biblical story it's from. It uh-huh. could just be that, you know, ancient Israelites found this amazing source of power or they found something right. from something else. Exactly. And that all and then we this... know is their story about what it was. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I love that. Because it could have re it could have been a reinterpretation of history and big ideas and, you know, these truths that we've held for thousands of years and we're digging them up and we're looking at them again. Yeah, you maybe know? it was aliens all along. <laughs> like maybe it was aliens. And that's what they Raiders. tried to fix with the fourth one. It was aliens all along. And they put Indiana, Indiana Jones 5, Noah's Ark. <laughs> aliens all the way down? Yeah, whatever. Indiana Jones 6, uh, the AI is sentient. Indiana Jones 7, it's Terminator. Let's be honest. We're Retired Terminator. Retired. <laughs> all right. Wrap it up, Kyle. Uh, I love all these films. They're wonderful. Um, Sarah, do you have any final comments about the trilogy? You know, I think we've addressed all of it. They're great films. We clearly all love them, even if we have favorites or, you know, least favorites. None of them are bad. They are dated. 
They have some dated, <laughs> dated filmmaking themes and storytelling ideas. They are stereotypical. They introduce bad and reinforce bad stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, but, but they're great. <laughs> Something <laughs> can be great and a product of its time and place. That's true. fine. Very true. Sarah, Sarah's good at this. She is good at this. She said a couple of really, she's a small cookie. She is a very, she's a smart cookie over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's, All right. That's pretty creepy. This is now creepy, Kyle. <laughs> I was going to say Kyle. Kyle has the desk next to mine, and I'm going to be looking at him tomorrow. I've like, got the chair next to him right now, and I'm moving away from him. Smart cookie over there. <laughs> and with that, we're out of time. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on and talking to us about Dr. Jones and his adventures. Anytime. Anytime. And if you have any uh, big ideas about the Indiana Jones trilogy that we missed, send them to us at loudontheset at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Can't wait for Indiana Jones 5. Let's be optimists. Let's be optimists. Okay. Let's be optimists. Right. Well, Shall we try? Patiently be I'll optimistic. Try. I'll try okay. for you, sir. Did they learn? Did they learn from the CGI nightmare that was Kingdom of the Giant CG Ants? Did they learn? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Never know. We'll find out, we'll find out soon. All right. Again, thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Loud on the set at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube and iTunes. Go watch Indiana Jones again. It's wonderful and have a terrific time. See you later. And cut. <laughs>